I'm here. I'm joined by BJ. BJ, how are you? I'm doing quite well. How are you? Man, we are on a roll. Two episodes in a month. Look at us. Got to get the content to the people. People, what they want. Uh, today <laughs> we are going to review Bill Burr's latest stand-up special, shockingly, on Netflix called Paper Tiger. Uh, before we do that, BJ, anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah. Uh, so we have continuing stuff on Mangum Reads where um, we're doing... A uh, bunch of short stories, and then we'll probably get into a novel that might actually close out the year. Um, and then we have our chapter-by-chapter chapter read of Harry Potter, which has been uh, a lot more fun than I expected. So, check that out. Look, do you, BJ, serious question here. Do you still really dislike Harry Potter? No. But I, I don't like it as much as so many people that I know, including your wife, who mm-hmm. are just huge fans. Like, I, I think it's been a lot of fun talking about it, and it's been fun looking at it with a much older set of eyes, I guess. Yeah. Um, but at least the first book, it's still not a good book. <laughs> there it is. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> and Mangum Talks TV, I do that podcast with Spencer. Uh, we're blowing through succession. It's an absurd show, therefore, it's an absurd podcast. Check it out. Um, okay, so let's go to the topic of the day. Bill Burr's special, Paper Tiger. BJ, what would you think? Um, It wasn't in the bottom three that we've watched, but I think it was the fourth. Um, It, it, it was fine. I, I, I feel like this was very, in many ways, like, cookie cutter stand up and just not like not stuff that I like that much. Mm-hmm. Um I feel I think that it did improve as the special went on. Agree with that. Um because which I find interesting, I guess. Like I get that he's sort of building momentum and, and interacting with the crowd, but um they're just a a few things that I thought were I wouldn't say missteps per se, but not choices that I would make. Yeah, uh, how about I mean, you? I, so I texted you that I hated it. Um, at that point, well, yeah. I, I was about halfway through it, um, and now I've finished it, obviously. And mm-hmm. I think the the back half is much better, to your point. Um, but I I ultimately feel like what's happening with stand up, and this special is indicative of it, is Netflix is just pouring money onto these known commodities, mm-hmm. and they feel a need to get things out super quickly, because I mean it used to be. A comedian would take three or four years to do an hour. They would start yeah. doing five, ten-minute spots here and there. They'd go on the road with it. They And then finally, after years, it would be ready for a special. But now I think they're doing specials every six, eight months. And so you get something that, you know, to your point, it's kind of cookie cutter. I think this is like, to me, it came off as kind of lazy, kind of rushed. But Bill Burr is so talented that it works. Yeah, I, I think that there are definitely things that worked. Um, I think my favorite part of the special, I basically didn't find funny at all. But oh, what was it? That he spent literally five minutes talking about a male first lady. Like he talked about like the <laughs> insanity of like how the first lady job works and a male first lady and you know that whole thing in the uk and so it's just like uh 
they don't care at all and he got basically no laughs for five minutes and it really was like i so i watched it a second time because i'd watched it a while back and i timed it from when he started the the j- series of jokes to where he finished and it was a solid five minutes yeah it's interesting i <laughs> i well it's tangent to that i think that's a, an interesting topic because like when hillary clinton was everybody thought she was going to win Bill Clinton basically said, I'm not doing any of the first lady stuff. Chelsea's going to do all that. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it is kind of funny to think like, you know, that when we had a threat of a male, you know, first male or whatever you want to call it, yeah. that person said, yeah, I'm not doing any of that shit. Not happening. Yeah. Um, but back to the special, I do think he, he basically took material he worked out in America and he just went to London and did it. Right. And Which some makes of the- sense. Some of the funnier moments, I think, are little off-the-cuff things that Bill does that I'm not sure he even... He either doesn't plan them and he just kind of works them in, or he's so good that it, it fooled me. But, like, at one point he was talking about he just a throwaway line of what they eat. And he said it was, like, something with meat pies or whatever the fuck you people eat. And it's just such a good, uh, insulting throwaway line that I love it. Yeah. But I'm also a sucker for anybody who goes after the audience. So there's that. Yeah, um, and what you say going after the audience, which he did a little bit, but mm-hmm. one of the things that I noticed is that there was very little in the way of cameras on the audience for this special, which I thought was just interesting because I feel like a lot of other Netflix specials and, and when they film uh, comedy in general, they'll right. go to people in the audience that are enjoying the show or having some reaction and pen over the audience. And there was very little of that. Yeah. Um, and that might, I don't know if that was, you know, purposeful or if that's just a, you know, some sort of characteristic of the room they're in, because it was, a, it did look to be a pretty dark room. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I get, you know, if it's, if it's that dark and, and just not set up for it, then maybe they didn't. But I also like, I don't know how much creative control the comedian has and, or can request or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what didn't work <laughs> because I think uh, there are definitely some things here that did not work for me. And the, one of the through lines for me that didn't work is him going back to this well that comedians started 80 years ago of, you know, me versus my wife. Like, what does she have on me? What can I get away with? Like that sort of stuff. To me, it's like that may be the reality he lives in, but it's just boring, boring jokes that has been like sort of trite in the zeitgeist of stand up comedy for a really long time. Yeah, and it's sort of one of those things that I, I don't know why it's sort of a through line. And I feel like it's a through line in American culture in general Yeah, um, of like, oh, like, I don't like my wife and she doesn't like me, which is very weird. Um, I will say that it was a through line and it kind of got boring, but I did kind of find the uh, Michael Jackson uh documentary that they were watching together i thought that part was the only funny part of that sort of whole thing yeah i agree um i also yeah that that was pretty funny but i think like that was funny in spite of this you know sort of dumb dynamic that he's setting up yeah and if that was the joke of the 
dynamic. I think it would have hit, and then he could have just done other stuff. But he kept going back to it all the way up until the end, even when he was yeah. talking about you know the difference between him and his wife and how they dealt with getting rid of their dog, which I, I will talk about in the What Works segment because I actually liked that bit. But yeah, this whole thing, like he had, he had one line. What was it like? He was like, the only thing she has on me is what kind of person I am or something like that. And yeah, and, and once I like improve, then then like she doesn't have anything on me. And, and so <laughs> I just don't I find the sort of my what does my wife have on me funny? Like that's just like, wow, that's, mm-hmm. that just sounds spectacularly unhealthy. Great, Bill. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think that and his anger are sort of two things that. I think are fairly common in in humor and it's just like oh guys are always angry and and he's a guy and he's always angry and it's like there are some times where it's really funny like he has jokes that are funny but i feel like the consistently going back to it and that being a trope is just very okay yeah the where is this coming from he's probably said that 10 times during the special the only time he went to that that i really thought was funny is when he said they were in like a restaurant or something and he started yelling and his wife said, where's this coming from? You went from zero to a hundred really quickly. And he's like, I've been at a 75 this entire time. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was a pretty funny line. But I, I actually think his his anger stuff works for me simply because I know the history of Bill Burr and I've been with him watching his stuff for like probably 15 years. Mm-hmm. And like I don't know if you ever have seen the YouTube clip. It's just famous in the stand-up world of Bill Burr just attacking a Philadelphia crowd. Yeah, where he so people who haven't seen it, you you can look it up on YouTube. Basically, he's he's doing this like benefit concert where everybody has like a somewhere like ten or twelve minutes or something, and he gets up there and his first couple jokes don't hit, and he gets a couple boos, and he just spends the final like eight or nine minutes attacking the city of Philadelphia, attacking the people. Like and then counting down as he's going, he's like, "I got seven more minutes to tell you fucking people how much I hate you. I got six more minutes." And by the <laughs> end of it, like shout out to Philly, the crowd was roaring in laughter and gave him a standing ovation for just beating him up for eight minutes. But it was clear that Bill just kind of snapped, and that was his actual anger talking. Yeah. Um, and so I, through that context, whenever he goes back to the well of, "Oh, I'm I'm always internally really angry," I'm like, "Okay, that makes sense for Bill. That's funny to me." Mm-hmm. Um, and so one, one comment on his, the, uh, interaction with his wife, um, and then maybe we can get to the, the stuff that we liked. Sure. His female voice really sounds like Jim Gaffigan. I hate the female voice. That's almost like when black comedians do the, hello, I'm a white guy. Like, I think it's just so lame. But just like once I was like. That just really reminds me of Jim Gaffigan. It was so much funnier to me just like imagining the women in his life as Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> yeah, that is a funny idea. Uh, but yeah, the, the female voice I, I think is tired and he has a particularly bad one. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't like that. Um, little factoid for you. I, I compared it to the, you know, black comedians doing the white voice. Mm-hmm. Do you know the first black comedian to ever do the like, you know, stick up my ass white guy voice? I I want to say Richard Pryor. You but got it. Yep, it was. And so that whenever I criticize it, I always want to caveat and say, but when Pryor did it, it was innovative. It was funny. It's just been overused. Yeah. I mean, and also just Pryor is just so good that Fucking great. I think he can get away with things that other comedians can't quite as much. Why don't we for our next, I'm just spitballing here, but for our next Mangum last, why don't we go do an old Pryor set? Yeah, Definitely. 
Yeah, that'd be fun. Okay, so what worked here for you? Um, just well, I'm just a terrible person. But there was the um him being sexually harassed by the uh, personality, and basically he's going to do a benefit and this woman does her thing before him and he's listening in you know to try and like get a feel for the crowd and she like walks up to him just like flicks him on the dick yeah (laughs) and sort of that just whole scene and how he reacted was kind of funny and then just like this was sort of another i think sort of behind the curtain of his anger where he was just like well you know i was just imagining um her finding like as a child finding her dad face down in like a a, an above ground pool and trying to save him and it was just like (laughs) so absurd that it was funny yeah and just like this dude's insane yep (laughs) that is true that was funny but i you know this bit which you're talking about i liked but it led in from a bit i didn't like which is woke bill burr trying to talk about me too Mm -hmm. i thought was terrible like his whole thing about like you know, I don't even know how to have rough sex anymore. Like that whole thing, I think, is really, it's certainly offensive. It's also not funny. But then it did lead into something good when he talked about yeah. the girl flicking his dick. And then he had that great thing where he's like, I just went upstairs, meditated and forgave her. And like, There's <laughs> yeah. no way that happened, Bill. <laughs> um, and I feel like this is sort of in the, well, I think the there is a comedian that did that bit and it was funny, but it, he also has other issues alongside of him, um, which is Louie. Because, yeah, I mean, he was telling a story about himself where basically it was just like, well, I was, wait, just because you were into that sort of thing? Like, I was supposed to magically understand that? Um, but I feel like most of, most comedians just like, have that like oh how does rough sex happen and 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 it was a like somebody in the audience shouted out like well you asked for consent and then i feel like that bit was funny like him reacting to the audience and just sort of calling them out oh that was great he just yeah. eviscerates this guy what did he say he's like i say something and then it goes in your brain and gets filtered and fucked up and then out comes nonsense <laughs> yeah just so, so the outcome th- that was really funny and i also was just like seriously the me too movement came about and this was when you finally decided that maybe you should ask for consent um (laughs) that was just like such a good line where it's just like dude this is comedy like your response is like just really dumb but seriously ask for consent levi yeah anyway um (laughs) inside joke with me and my friend uh i'll tell you another thing i liked and i liked it in a way that i like stand-up comedy that really impacts me and that is there's truth in it and when he's talking about having to get rid of his dog because he's going to have a kid and the dog is fucking crazy mm-hmm. he did it in a way that was really funny but the subject matter is like really raw and real if you've ever had like problematic pets and i have one because <laughs> i was just sitting here thinking i have a cat named picasso who is a dick to everybody but me and sarah most of the time and I'm terrified if we have a kid of what the hell this cat's going to do. <laughs> and I don't want to have to get rid of it. So he's, he's drawing upon something that can bring out real emotion in you. So I was sucked in immediately to the story. But then he had a way of sort of explaining his dog that was just so, like, so funny. It's almost unassailable when he was talking about the dog throwing itself into the door. 
and like yeah. saying, I see your feet. I know what you smell like. I'm going to go home. I'm going to chase you home. <laughs> really funny stuff within the context of a story that's emotionally impactful. And that's something Bill does not do a lot. Typically, his stuff is his anger. He plays on, you know, caricatures of different groups and he kind of berates the audience. He usually doesn't delve into something that's emotionally impactful. Mm-hmm. And I don't I, know if that's because he has a kid and his wife now or, or what that is. Yeah, I I would guess so. Um, and I think it really worked. I mean, I think that that was one of the better pieces of the set. Um, yeah, I agree. Anything else that really worked for you here that you, you thought Bill did well? Not, not really. I mean, I think the... I think that it's great that that some stuff hit because we definitely had some specials where it just there wasn't mm-hmm. um, or a lot, but but I think it it sort of stayed in a solid medium of like you know it, once he got going and like the second half of the set it was mostly funny and then there were some really good pieces. So I'll tell you how Bill has described how he does his stand-up comedy, and I want you to tell me if that's surprising to you or not. So. He explains that he never writes anything. He does not have a book of jokes. He does, he never types anything out. It's all in his head. And basically what he does is he'll have a skeleton of a joke. He'll go to a comedy club. He'll do it and he'll kind of riff on it. And he'll have like a library of riffs around the skeleton of a joke that mm-hmm. he uses based on the audience reaction he's getting. So if he's got an audience who really is okay with going blue or going offensive. He's got a way of describing a particular joke that will play to that, but if he has a room, which I think is more like this room, where they're laughing, but they don't really want to go down a super offensive road, he's got a way yeah. of doing that joke that will land a little bit better with them. And that's how he does it. Everything's all in his head, and there's some, like, 20 to 30% that's just extemporaneous. Or at least uh, variable. I don't know that that really happened for this special. I feel like there was some stuff that maybe not written down, but much more planned out i feel like because i don't know i feel like the the whole first lady thing that we talked about just like there's no way in my head that like somebody spends that long on it unless it was very very well planned out because it didn't hit from start to finish and i i just i can't I can't mesh that with like a comedian that like has so many things that he's he's presumably able to draw on and can riff on and then doesn't just move on. Yeah, I don't know. That's just that's just how he explains it. Um, I tend to believe it for the most part. I agree with you. I think when he's doing specials like this, he probably has some jokes that are almost word for word. But like I believe it through the by listening to his Monday morning podcast. I don't know if you've ever listened Mm -hmm. to that. Um, I haven't. It's it's so interesting. It's just him. It's a one person podcast, and mm-hmm. for like an hour he just talks, and it's just he just has a topic and he just starts riffing, and it's really really funny stuff. A lot of it is like like worthy of being on stage, and it's just yeah. kind of coming out of you know nowhere for him. Yeah, and I guess like so, whenever I have to give talks, um, which isn't as infrequent as I might like it to be, basically <laughs> I'll have. Like, um, sometimes I'll have notes, but usually I'll just have, like, key phrases that I want to say in terms of, like, what I want to communicate. And so I'll be able to put that together sort of any way in the time that I actually give the talk. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, I can very much see him doing this, 
regularly and also a lot of the special i think was probably that way um but i think i'm guessing that his general stand-up is way more that way and it also has a little bit less um not impact but but like it's a little bit less important that he stay on sort of a certain set of topics and have a fairly tight like hour essentially like i'm because i'm i'm sure it's edited at least somewhat i'm sure but you know there there probably isn't going to be as much and it's it's something that they need to be able to edit and put together uh something reasonable from and so you know when he's in a comedy club i think it's just going to be very different in terms of how he prepares and what goes into it um, and, and so, like, I 100% would believe that that's exactly what he does 90% of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, the fact that he can even work like that at all is just, I mean, shout out to Bill Burr. That's just absolutely incredible to me because I think about, you know, when I'm doing any, any level of public speaking these days, and it's usually about my work, but it's pretty much always about my work, I know the audience. And I know what they want. And he doesn't know that until he hits the room. Mm-hmm. And then he has to adjust on the fly, which is, I mean, there's all kinds of talent to do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about with Bill Burr's Paper Tiger? Um, I mean, having nothing to do with the comedy, but I thought the uh, at the end when they're rolling the credits, like him just like get, having pictures of him like with his daughter, like showing her the theater i think was adorable yeah it was good um and i I think it like sort of explains some of the depth of character like when he's talking about his daughter and like what he's in in the comedy special and puts it into a perspective Um, so yeah i don't know it for i think it of the specials that i've seen i'd say this is sort of like very middle of the road Mm -hmm. but i enjoyed it yeah, I'm the same way. I feel like he probably could have worked on the set for another six, eight months and, and made it a little tighter, but it was enjoyable. I would not have been disappointed if I bought a ticket and went to this show. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, that's probably just the nature of Bill. He's, he's, he's a good enough stand-up comedian that he's not going to do a bad hour. He might have an hour that doesn't land quite as well with you, which I think for both of us this hour is in that bucket, but it's always, it's always going to have some good characteristics. Yeah. Um, and if you're watching it at home, I, I'd be very tempted to like fast forward <laughs> like the halfway mark um, rather than, than watch the whole hour. Yeah, his last half was, was definitely better. All right, well, this was fun. Do you want to do a Richard Pryor set uh, for our next one? Yeah, I think Richard Pryor. And um, I'd also like to do uh, Son of Patricia at some point. Oh, yeah. All right, well, that's our next two. PJ, cool. anything else you want to say before we wrap up? I think that's it. It's been a fun morning. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you doing it with me. Look forward to the next one. Cool. All right, everybody. See you.